Welcome to a special edition of the Veterinary Viewfinder. This week, if you haven't already listened to our special live podcast from the 2017 AVMA conference, please stop this and go and listen to that. This is an addendum. This is some special audio interviews that we want to share with you because we think these stories need to be told. While at AVMA this year, our two co-hosts, Dr. Cindy Courtney and veterinary technician Becky Mosser, had the opportunity to interview and speak with several of our colleagues. And what I'd like to share with with you now is a series of interviews that Dr. Cindy Courtney had with various people throughout the conference. Some of these are students, young graduates, some of them are more experienced veterinarians. And I think it's really important for you to have this information because this is what's on the mind of our colleagues. So without further ado, I want you to sit back and listen to this special edition of the Veterinary Viewfinder. And once again, this is not the main AVMA conference podcast. Go and listen to that right now, and then this will make even more sense. So thanks, and I'll be back. So, like, the first question is really just, like, how do you guys feel about organized veterinary medicine? So, like, AVMAs, state VMAs, that kind of thing, and um, especially the AVMA in general. Well, I've always known vets that said they weren't getting anything out of their AVMA membership, and one of them actually canceled hers. And um, so far, I've been really happy with what I've seen, at least at this convention, and I went to SAVMA Symposium. I learn a lot from the exhibitors and their products and things, and from the CE, the lecturers, and being in clubs at school, I've made connections, obviously, with you, and with some other doctors and just be able to share what they have to say with our rest of our student body is kind of nice. And so I just like the networking and yeah, meeting new people and learning new things. Um, I think it's really important like to have something that's organized and standardized to set rules and regulations and standards because I mean, there's a lot of gray areas for people, and for it to be cleared up and standardized, I think is really good, especially with AVMA, like things like euthanasia and other standards of care. So I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's really important because I know once I graduate, I don't know where I'll get my information from, and like the state VMAs know what's going on in the state, and the specific species groups, they know what new virus is coming in and what's important. So I think it's really important, and I'll stay connected. Yeah. And then, are you guys involved? Do you feel involved in veterinary medicine? Um, if so, like, how do you get involved? Or if not, like, what would make you want to get involved? I've just been involved through clubs at school, and then the networking, just being able to talk to new people, and that's how I get involved. Yeah, I think as students, our biggest way to get involved is, like, through clubs like SCABMA. Um, I also think, like, a huge key point as students is the debt issue. So I think being part of SCABMA and AVMA with the debt initiative is, is definitely a big thing for students. Yeah, I love being a student because any national club you can join for free or for like $10 and get all the information that any professional would get. So I've joined so many of those clubs and got so much information. I think those are really great. Do you anticipate that cost may be becoming more of a problem when you graduate? 
yes, because it increases a lot, and I'll only stay in the ones that are important for my profession. But right now, it's great to make connections and see what I'm interested in. There are more opportunities for externships through that. So that's what I've been doing. So it's kind of almost like a trial, like yeah. to figure out like what will be the most worth it when you yeah, graduate. Pretty much. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And then, um, kind of, where do you guys see the profession going in the future? I don't even know. <laughs> I just it's it's so fluid and it changes all the time. Oh, thank you. I just think it we it's going to evolve and we have to evolve with it. I know telemedicine's coming up and corporate medicine, all that kind of stuff and it's going to there's going to be some big changes and we're just going to have to go with the flow and change with it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a big shift towards corporate medicine, but I think I don't know. I think it's going in a good direction, especially with One Health and everything else. Yeah, I was going to say, I think One Health is where it should go, which veterinarians are on board. Other people aren't. The human doctors and even public health people aren't really on board yet, but I think that's where it should go. So be everyone be connected and working on the same problems. And with, nice. like, One Health or even with the corporate and uh, telehealth, like, do you guys see organized me- medicine having a role? Do you think what they're doing already is good? Are they doing enough, not enough? What do you what do you think and feel about all that? I don't know. I think they just need to get ahead of it so that they can manage it more and they can have the most inf- up-to-date information so that they can help their members through those types of changes coming. I agree. Cool, and that's it. So, <laughs> do you guys feel good about that? Okay, so that was the first group that Dr. Cindy Courtney had the pleasure of interviewing. Now let's shift gears and talk about some similar topics, some similar questions, but these responses may be a little different. So let's listen in with Cindy. What you guys kind of think and feel about organized veterinary medicine in general, whether that's you know kind of at the national level, at the state level, and kind of especially the, the AVMA um, specifically since we're at the AVMA conference here today. So what do you guys think? Um, I think it's important for us to collectively gather together just because we're able to bounce ideas off each other. Um, kind of a time for us to sometimes challenge each other in terms of ethics just because sometimes we may think we're doing something correctly but then we can get views from our peers that kind of shed some light on some of the things that we're doing. I think it's important that we're here, everyone's, and it's a break to to get to see and meet and talk to other people. so I think it's very important on a national level, a local level, any, any, any kind of level, as much organization as you can have, I think it's a very, very good thing for the future of veterinary medicine. Kind of hold each other accountable. Absolutely. If we, if we are our own police, so I think it's very important that we do that, and we hold each other to a high standard. So. Legislative level, it's nice to have like an organization fight for our profession because we didn't go to law school, we didn't go to business school, we don't know that stuff. So to have someone, a group of individuals that are willing to try to keep our profession in a positive light, but also help us make money, give the best practice, um, I think that's really important. Yeah, mine's kind of on the same line as hers. Um, Having a united front to take into legislation, uh, having uh, organization 
kind of get the feel for what the uh, profession needs and where we're going to take to our legislators and uh, governing body to um, take the profession to the next level and um, keep on the kind of same lines as medical doctors because they get the, the front line. So uh, our organized bodies is fighting for us to keep us in the front line too. So that's kind of what I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The more organization, the better. Um, I kind of feel like it's it's like our democratic process. I like that the AVMA has local branches. I like that um, everything gets broken down, that we kind of have our own constituencies, that we can talk about local issues, but we can still address things on a big scale and play to people's strengths. Um, and I, I definitely feel like it's it's important, and I feel like it's more important than it ever was, and it's, it's getting more important every day that, that we stick together, that we debate issues, that we talk about issues, you know, that, that we have just an organization to turn to, that we have resources for ourselves. I mean, we, we are our own police, but we're also our own support system and our own community, and the world is a lot smaller than it used to be. Our last group is mainly comprised of students, and Cindy digs in on the topics of, are you involved in organized veterinary medicine? If so, why or why not? And what can the AVMA and other groups do to encourage your involvement after you graduate? So this is a pretty interesting conversation. Let's listen in. So, and then our next question is whether or not you guys are involved in organized veterinary medicine. If so, how you got involved. If you're not involved, like, what you think might entice you to get more involved. So... I, I am involved in a local veterinary group uh, in Wisconsin. It's the Northeast Wisconsin branch of the VMA for us. So our state's body has you know broken us down into districts. I am one of the district reps. Um, I kind of got tagged on the shoulder for it by a mentor, um, but I'm really glad that she tagged me. She thought it would be something good for me, and now I really love it. I love the networking. I love that we talk about what's going on, and we do break it down from the national AVMA all the way down. You know, we have reps. Um, that, that sit in our state, that sit in the national, you know, kind of board and stuff. And, and I feel like that's helpful. I feel like we just also have fun. Like we just had an event where we went to um, a minor league baseball game as a group. Like, and it was for families. It was like everybody just went and we helped sponsor that. And so it's not just about legislation. It's, it's about the community. It's about trying to get to know people in our neck of the woods. It's really cool. So, yeah, I'm totally happy that I do that. Uh, I'm the vice president-elect of our um, local school's uh, SCABMA chapter. Um, I was also kind of like tagged because I was uh, almost from the beginning, I was already like sending emails to our president like with ideas on stuff that we could do to more like wellness and like community-based stuff. And uh, she said, we have elections coming up and you should definitely like do this. Um, so she kind of put that in my head and uh, I really enjoyed like seeing some of the ideas that I had being incorporated and like just helping the school and uh, helping us get more of a team uh, mindedness. So, um, yeah. And you guys have like the social work group at UT too. So, have any of the wellness stuff you? Do? Well, I'm at Lincoln uh, Memorial. Oh, sorry. D different Tennessee school, but. <laughs> no, 
Yeah, so at Tennessee, but not at UT. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You guys are new, and I have to get used to it. Yeah, so that's it awesome. is a new one. How yeah. are you liking the program so far? I love it. Yeah, yeah. and okay. it's it's new enough that what we're doing is like they're still growing, so they can incorporate it a lot easier into their um, scheduling and stuff. So yeah, so I really enjoy it. SABMA delegate for the state of Wisconsin, and then I'm also our Wisconsin Veterinary Medical Association rep, so I've got like two hats to wear. Um, we just had elections at school, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to uh, network with people. Um, I'd say that's probably the biggest thing, networking, and then also trying to bring ideas back to help make the student experience the best it can be. Yeah, so at Kansas State, I'm the SABMA president-elect. Um, and I ran for the position just because it's an opportunity to not only try to get people more excited and more organized within our own clubs and pull more students in, because sometimes students can be um, a little timid about joining it and getting getting involved, but so trying to make it a really open experience, a very exciting experience to encourage involvement. Um, also just an opportunity to serve, so looking at it from a way where I can come in and I, I, I choose this position to take that responsibility so that we have a, a lot of our students to be involved, so that we can come to events like this and that we can represent our school really, really well. As students, do you guys foresee any obstacles when you go into practice to kind of staying involved? Um, I think the biggest one that people are going to be stressed about is the just finances. So and time's going to be hard. Time's going to be difficult because of finances. People are going to need to work because they're going to want to make uh, make money just to um, kind of tackle this student loan issue and. Um, I think maybe maybe the stress of the work environment that's probably coming for recent, I mean, in, in new graduates, it's, it, it might be difficult to um, devote yourself in, in multiple areas just because of how focused you're trying to be on helping yourself. I was going to say, like, trying to do the uh, 100% at your new job and like impress people and not let people down like on your first time out of school um, so trying to get right back involved right after school might be a little difficult but um, definitely something once we get our feet under us um, I think it's still something I would be interested in and did you face any of those obstacles and like how did you kind of deal with those I was about a year out when I got tapped on the shoulder so I don't want to say I was I was green green but I was you know um, my time commitments are very small. I think there's unfortunately the, a perception that it's, oh my God, it's going to be huge. I, go, I attend three to four meetings a year, and I help plan two social events a year. That is it. And I mean, it's, uh, you know, I live in a town of 30,000 people. My district probably has 100 to 150,000 people in it. It's not a big deal. It's not like I'm going to Chicago. I, you know, I, I choose to come to these kinds of things. But I mean, if you are if you are a representative that's going to go to your state, I think you know there might be a little bit different time constraints and, and different things that play into that. But really, my time commitment is very very minimal, and I bring what I know and what I learn in these meetings back to my practice and it is it is instantly something that those other vets appreciate and can take on board because they don't go, they don't have that information. I am the one they turn to for that. So it's not just because I'm a new grad, it's it's I'm 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 reaching out and I'm getting involved. So that that's helpful. Yeah. 
I want to thank everybody who took the time out to share their thoughts and opinions and experiences with us on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Again, if you haven't listened to the AVMA Conference special podcast, please stop and go and listen to it because we really discuss a lot of these issues and more in detail, including some of the hot topics and controversies that we saw at this year's AVMA Conference. So what do you think? Please join the conversation. We're on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder, and you can find us on Twitter at Vet Viewfinder. On behalf of my co-host, I am Dr. Ernie Ward, and we want to thank you, Dr. Cindy Courtney and Becky Mosser, for listening to this special edition of our podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye.